emotion. <laughs> My name's Nayeli. And I'm Fatima. Um, Bienvenidos. I'm doing... Uh, Cosmic Ocean. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry, dude. Keep going. Not it. How are you? I'm good. Cool. I'm good. I slept in today, so I'm happy. So nice. Happy. What time I slept in? Oh, I slept in. Till 11. Oh, that is it's pretty good, yeah. yeah. I was going to wake up at 11, but... <laughs> I just need to stop doing that. I've been trying to be creative and working on my creative side, but I've been a little stuck. Ooh. So, Ooh. I don't know. I'm just to figure oh, it Oh, because that's been... That was part of the healing session. Was it the creative? Yeah, you have to let... Surrender. And that creative part, oof. But then also, like, scientifically, it's... And neurologically, it's like the, that whole right brain and the left brain. That way, when you're in that fight, 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 flight, or freeze... Or fawn, when you're in that state, it's like the logical brain turns off and the creative side is the one that's on, but it doesn't allow creativity. It just, it just, it just on um, autopilot, the reptile brain, autopilot, having you survive, right? Mm -hmm. So because that's been on for so long, now that I'm trying to turn on the creative part, god damn, it's hard. It's like, yeah. Hmm. It's like, what does that mean? Gripping the air. Trying to crawl out of a little space. Ah, okay. Yeah. But it's hard. It just doesn't... Oh my god! The little bug! The little beetle! And he's crawling oh, out. Oh, little succubus? No. No. God, here we go again. Um... Succum, succum, succum... Scarab. Scarab! <laughs> See, just stop and listen. And they'll tell you. <laughs> okay, so before we start, um, <clears throat> I wanted to, I hope if you are listening to this linear, linearly, if you haven't found out what kind of land you're on, you should do it. Find out. <laughs> you should find, find out. out. Um, connect to the indigenous, to your indigenous side. Everybody has an indigenous side, right? Well, not every, well. Go back to the roots, I guess. Your roots, yeah. That's more. Um, but also be aware of the indigenous community. Be aware of the way that they have impacted this land, too. I was looking at a map that was showing how the indigenous... Uh, what is it called? Like the... Reservations? Um are the only places that have kept their... So the land that the government gave the indigenous peoples is the only land in the map of the USA right now that has preserved their nature, the greenery. Oh, wow. That has preserved the land, um, which was so crazy because, like, imagine, imagine the map super green... And then colonization happened and whatever, 2022. Now that map was like all white and gray and only the areas that were given to the indigenous peoples were kept preserved. So that was so crazy to look at. It was really sad to, to like acknowledge, to like just see everything see that what was we washed away. And what we have done to Mother Earth, how, yeah. how much we have yeah. used. But she'll grow. Abuse. She'll grow back, yeah. you know. Um, she'll come back. That's life. Mm-hmm. Ebb and flow. Um, but anyways, so yes, we here in Denver, Colorado, we reside on the unceded land of the Cheyenne and Arapaho peoples amongst many, 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 many other peoples, um, who have walked this land 
and we have to acknowledge that it's stolen. That's the first step. And the next step is to figure out what land you reside on. Cool. So you can follow me at the nay underscore area on TikTok, Instagram, all Twitter, platforms. All platforms. Yeah. Link in bio to book a reading. <laughs> okay, and you can follow Ikarel Maiz on Instagram Ikarel Maiz with an E M-A-I-Z-E on TikTok and Instagram um, Here in Colorado um, there's a county that's called Arapaho County and um, the, the girls were telling me that there was a lawsuit by the indigenous people against the Arapaho County because that's um my gosh, that's just culturally, you know, taking away part of their culture. They're using their tribe's name as a county. And I think they won. I have to look into it, but I believe they won. Damn. The lawsuit. Yeah. That's badass. So I don't know, or I don't know if it's, they're just going to give the indigenous communities money or if they're going to actually change that county name. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you can't use their name and then fucking, or their culture... Um, and then not give them anything, any recognition, mm-hmm. resources, the ickies. So sad. Uh, cool. Sorry. So, today, we were going to talk about codependency mm. and, well, Addiction. more so, what's like the difference between connection versus attachment, mm-hmm. and then diving into attachment a little bit more, looking at it as addiction, mm-hmm. looking at it as codependency. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was a really good topic to touch on for both me and you because, A, generational trauma, Mm -hmm. uh, we both lived through very, very similar things because Mm -hmm. of this codependency, addiction, Mm -hmm. attachment, um, as well as the Neptune and Fifth House. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So Neptune like... in, fifth, in the Fifth House, can you Did explain you look what it? that? No, Did you look no at you it? had already told me. Oh, okay, okay. Explain what that is. So Neptune in the Fifth House um, is basically just, well, I don't, oh, I want to, I don't want to look phone. it up. Um, I wish I knew more about Neptune and I think I will, but with time, uh, maybe this is the moment. So anyways, <laughs> Neptune in fifth house is just you romanticize illusions and um, yeah, guilty. <laughs> and so we, we romanticize any relationship, any any contact, any every anything and everything. We romanticize everything. We would be really good romance novel writers. Dead ass though, for real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just on top of for me, I feel like it's just a little bit worse. Um, well, not worse. I don't know. It adds a little extra little sprinkle because I'm a Pisces sun and a Virgo uh. rising. So Pisces daydream and romanticize everything and anything. Uh. And Virgo risings love to help people. Oh, <laughs> and then with like happy You're an enabler mood. all over you. Uh, enabler. Dead ass, though. Jeez. Ah, jeez, Rick. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> yeah. Damn. <laughs> so do you know the difference between connection and attachment? Um, well, the way I understand it is to connect is you, you connect over stuff. You, um, you both have, you can have, so in, in romantic relationships, you can have, 
and you can have different um, ideas, goals, whatever, but you connect on them. You you both have your sense of identity, so you each know who you are, and you each have your own identities of self, you know, and you just come together, right? Mm -hmm. But not um, overlapping, not expecting somebody to come and take care of you, and and not expecting them to make you happy, right? Mm -hmm. But attachment, it, that's where you come in and you project all your shit onto them and then you just expect them to make you happy. That's mm -hmm. the way I kind of oh, yeah. understand it. I understand that that way as well. Um, but I feel too, it's so interesting that you just bring up romantic relationships because I feel like the connection versus attachment can be applied to any relationship. True. It doesn't True. necessarily have to be romantic. It could be a platonic relationship. It could True. be... A family, With parents, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly, Siblings. exactly, or even just um, usually just, yeah, I guess. Okay, <clears throat> so I don't think it's just romantic, uh, especially when it comes from you. Mm -hmm. When you have that, when let let's say like us, <clears throat> when I had that attachment rather than connection. That so how I understand attachment is just operating from a place of need uh, or operating from a wound, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so it didn't matter what kind of relationship I would just attach myself to whatever. Like I couldn't do anything at one point without your validation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but that's because a I had attached myself to my relationship with you that I was like okay. Well, I don't believe in myself, but my mom believes in me. If my, if my mom says mm -hmm. yes, then I'll do it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I was just operating from a place of, I don't love myself. I don't mm -hmm. believe in myself. I need mm -hmm. somebody who will do that for me. The other question is, can attachment be both ways? And I think it can. Yeah. Because then, if, if you think about it, if I... If I... So, in, in, for example, that example that you gave... If I would have been in a healthy place, I would be like, no, Nayeli, you need to decide. You need to take, you know, and give you that power back mm -hmm, instead mm -hmm. of being that enabler mm -hmm. to you, right? Yeah. And it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. I, I totally understand. It goes, mm -hmm. it goes both ways because, mm -hmm. yes, you're my mom, so I go to you for anything and everything, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Uh, going deeper into the spiritual journey, you started doing that with me, mm -hmm. with questions. Mm -hmm. And you found out that I'm not the one. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm not the one. <laughs> I'd be like, Lily, what do you think about this? Why don't you ask yourself? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, so then... Go meditate. Yeah, I get it, yeah. yeah. But there are some times I do answer. Yeah. I think you, you... I think when I first would come to you to ask you, you'd be like, no. But then now that we, we can discuss things, it's easier. So you don't just send me to... I think it was the other way around. Oh, the other way? I think at the beginning, I was like, okay, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And then it reached oh, okay. a point in your in your growth that it was like, okay, you're... You know. <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah. And so then it stopped. Mm -hmm. And then we could just talk about it. And now it. we talk about it. And now we talk about it. Yeah, because I don't yeah. ask you. Oh, and, I, and I think... Now I'm always like, I just want to talk about it. I'm not asking. <laughs> and so to discuss things. Yeah. 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 And I'm super hardcore with my boundaries now. Oh, God, yeah. With me. <laughs> with me. What do you mean? Why not with you? Like, why not with anybody else? Why do you think that? With your dad? What about it? You don't have the same boundaries with your dad. Okay, I need you to go more in depth. Well, I think... <clears throat> Trying to think. I think that's the only other relationship because with your with your grandparents, obviously there's 
Boundaries for days. Boundaries for days. With your sisters, it was boundaries for days. And, but I think just with your dad, you and him have a different relationship where you're very nurturing and you're trying to help a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So then you, I feel like with him, you don't have those boundaries that you have with me. So he mm-hmm. can ask you and ask you and you'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. no. So we go back to every relationship is different, right? Mm-hmm. So the boundaries I have with you are different than the boundaries I have with the girls. Right. And they're all different with the boundaries I have with my grandpa mm-hmm. or with my pa- grandparents. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, with my dad, I have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll ask me questions and I'll tell him, oh, no, I can't answer. I can't answer right now or I can't answer. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. Oh, damn. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. But I think it took a while. Did it take a while? Um... No. My dad just texted me. I think they can hear you. I don't think so. Um, I don't think it was hard. Oh, good. I feel like I, from, because I had already gone through it with you and because I had already, and what I mean by gone through it was just having a relationship as mother and daughter and as spiritual being to another mm. spiritual being. Okay. I had it with you first. Mm-hmm. I knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. I knew what it's like. A, mm-hmm. I was also on both ends of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand. Mm-hmm. And then I had already processed a lot of the trauma from my relationship with my dad. That's what I was gonna, That was my next point. But was it harder because of all the trauma with your dad? I feel it wasn't harder. I definitely did feel triggered in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I had to process those. And Mm -hmm. it was just a very... It was actually a very healing experience. Mm -hmm. um, That I feel like I was just flowing through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't actually think it was hard at all. And I was very, very aware Mm -hmm. of the relationship, the questions, the... And it, and it wasn't like take, take, take. Mm-hmm. Um, there was effort on both of our ends of, okay, this isn't just going to be spiritual being. Let me ask you questions. Right. You know I don't I want mean? this just good. Yeah. And good. the times that I just, I couldn't, I couldn't um, answer specific questions was just because I felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. or I wasn't in the headspace for it mm-hmm. or I just like they told me I couldn't you yeah. know what I mean and I've communicated because I think that for you how has that been to navigate with the whole family well the ones that know how you are right like because I feel like even with my sister right like when she was here she's like oh Nayeli what do you think about this one? Uh-huh. so I think how has that been for you to navigate that part because like I think they see you as a, once they realize who you are, then they're like, oh my God, you know, she can answer all these questions for me, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> again, I don't know. Um, well, I do know, but I'm trying to find the words to be able to articulate it. Um, I think that it's very, it makes a part of me really, really happy to mm-hmm. be able to do that, mm-hmm. to be able to be a part of the healing journey mm-hmm. because I love you guys so much mm-hmm. like everybody and my Virgo rising I love you wanna help, help people mm-hmm. I love helping people especially people that I love uh, I think the hardest part in all of that 
is seeing somebody that you love come to you, ask you questions, and then you will give them whatever, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then them not following through mm -hmm. or them not doing the work mm -hmm. and watching them mm -hmm. fall back. I right. think that's the hardest part. I haven't had to... It's been actually really easy. It's mm -hmm. been super mm -hmm. in fluidity. I haven't had to draw boundaries with anybody. I mm -hmm. mean, obviously I do draw my boundaries, mm -hmm. but nothing has been so hardcore mm -hmm. that it has fucked me up. Right. Um, or has made me feel uncomfortable. Mm, I don't know how to explain it. Nothing has really tr uh, deterred me from my path, pissed me off, triggered me in a way mm -hmm. that I get so consumed by it. Right. Um, I think for us on our on our end, it's like the whole coming, being able to come to you to ask you these questions has been a very humbling. Also, because we're all older than you, yeah. We're all we're all the parents, we're the you know the aunt and the uncle. So I think that especially like for like your aunts that come to you, I think that's really powerful because I I've seen how like somebody has come to you and then once they they didn't follow your advice like you said then they just stop right mm -hmm. and so i think that for us being on this end it's just very helpful also and it's very humbling very humbling but in a sense of like damn like we, we're letting you in we're opening that door to our soul right yeah. and yeah. you're coming in and you're yeah. and you're able to help Right. So I think right. that's beautiful. So that thank is you. really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And I think too that is actually another hard part. Mm. I mean, it's hard in the beginning when mm. I first started. It was really hard. I remember I just didn't want to say things or I didn't. Oh, want I know. To. I'd be like, what? Just say it. yeah. Just say it. Because I was just like, well, I already know how you're gonna take it, or this is super vulnerable. I don't know how you're gonna take it. Mm -hmm. But that was because I was still operating from Nayeli, the little. The little wounded, kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, making the altars in her closet. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, but you guys are all my elders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then when I trans transitioned to, well, I'm just a vessel. Don't mm -hmm. shoot the messenger. Boom. Mm -hmm. That was just yeah. easier, and yeah. that I had to work to get there. You know, yeah. I had to do my own shadow work. I had to oh, be like, yeah. it was just so fucking funny too, because one of my biggest uh, traumas or. I guess you would call them traumas, was just like, I always felt, I feel so ancient. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I feel like I've been here past centuries. Like, just mm -hmm. I've just been here, always. And, but people never see me like that. They oh, see no. me like a baby. Yeah, and, and that you look shit, so young. And I look like You're a baby. Young. You look even younger. <laughs> you, you're tiny. Yeah. Which is funny, though. I think that's a test. They're like, oh, we're going to bring yeah. like this little, little, little <laughs> Like literally, it's big old muscles, and yeah. she thinks she's cute, Hell right? And, yeah. and I'm like, so I was at the reminders. Really <laughs> Doesn't yeah. help, but I still remind her. Um, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, you feel ancient, and and I see it. I see it. I'm always. I feel like I always have to remind you that we're humans, right? That you're in this place, living this human no. experience, and no. you gotta give us a no. freaking break. Some no. of us learn the hard. Like I like to learn the hard way. Me too, though. And you do too. And I've always learned the hard way. It takes me months, years, and, and you get so mad at me. My best friend gets so mad at me. They're like, yeah, they have to wait until somebody else tells you. But it just, 
I just have to process and do it, and yeah. which sucks. Yeah, but then and I always bitch at you about it. Yeah. You. Yeah. I bitch at you because I'm like... And it goes both ways. It goes both ways, though. What was that recently? You were just mad at me for something recently. You're like, really? I told you. What was it? Literally anything. Literally anything. I was... Ex- okay, one of the podcasts, I was talking to you about how we're a divinity and we're one. And you're like, oh my god, I get it. Because... <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> your teacher. My teacher. Oh... Like, I just told you that. You she's know what I mean? She's teacher, too. I don't know. Now you feel like you're her teacher? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not saying that at no, all. No, 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 no. But she's your teacher as, to, a, to an extent. Yeah. She's, she has she been has a teacher. taught me something. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't clung to... There's the oh, attachment. No. Oh, you know no. And, you, and, and oh, I don't think you're ever going to do it. Unfortunately. Which yeah. I always... I did want. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We should do a podcast in Spanish one day. Mom. Okay. Okay. Hola, hola, mi gente. Oh, días. no. No. Nope. <laughs> ¿Dónde está mi gente? Hey. No, we don't talk about, we don't sing J Balvin. Okay. Oh, yeah, for that. So, what were we talking about? <clears throat> oh, yeah. the attachment. The attachment. That I always, I clung to these attachments, man. I mean, that's my, that right. was a well, big I do that too, wound. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do that too. I, for me, so you were, it's an abandonment wound. So, so you were, oh, me too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Preach it to the choir. Hey, I know. <laughs> um, I think the. Donde está mi gente? We don't sing here, remember? Oh no, we're singing the. What is that? <laughs> Why did we do the same dance move but like different? <laughs> okay, no, that was okay. I was talking about how your teacher is not necessarily my teacher, right? And that doesn't mean that I'm her teacher either. <laughs> it just means that I haven't. Um, I mean, what? I've had a few classes, mm-hmm. but there's always this, I don't know, I just, I haven't clung to the attachment of the title, I haven't, um, Yeah, it's okay, you don't need it. Right. And then we go back to the, to the thought, or to the, or to the experience, I don't know, of when I did need it. Yeah. I go, I went into these classes, like, yeah. you're going to be my teacher. Yeah. And it just yeah. never clicked. Right. It never felt, okay, right, right. you know what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's okay. But I think for you, what I've realized, and I think you've realized this also, you have these t- people come in, teach you something, and then, then that's it. So it's like they just connect with you for what they need what they need to bring down to right, you. Right, right. And then that's it. They're, they're, you don't create this attachment because you don't need to. You find these dif- different teachers as you go through your path. Have right, you noticed? Right, right. Yeah. So I guess, yes, teacher, but just not long term. Because mm-hmm. when I think teacher, I think long term. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, that's part of the work that I'm doing too, is not everything has to be long term. Right. Because that's right. also coming from my abandonment. Right. Man, I'm going to... Just kidding. That's also coming from an abandonment yeah. wound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I operated... When I, I operated in my life from this uh, abandonment wound, mm-hmm. from this need of like, you have to fill my void, you have to mm-hmm. do it, you have to do it, in any context, mm-hmm. going straight to spiritual teacher, you have to fill my void, spiritual teacher, because I don't feel like I can do that for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to fill my void in a romantic relationship mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I'm lovable. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to fill my void, mom, because my dad was gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to mm-hmm. play both my mom and my dad. It's mm-hmm. all on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or going and trying to make my grandpa my dad. Right. You know? Right. And then my people pleasing, yes, I will be your mom and your dad. And yeah. Then... Or yes, I will overextend myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though at this point, it's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just that attachment 
And then it, 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 oh my God, and it becomes an attachment because I refuse to let it go. Mm-hmm. Or I refused to let it go. Uh, making people, like making you feel like it was your responsibility to take mm-hmm. care of me, but I'm grown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that refusal of letting it go, oh my God, just fucking deteriorates everything around you, man. Mm-hmm. It makes everything harder to grow. Yeah. Yeah. You find yourself stuck in these cycles mm-hmm. over and over and over. Oh my god, yeah. And it, it, for me, it didn't click till I was in my 30s with my parents. Oh shit, they don't mm-hmm. need to make me happy anymore. They don't need to fill that void. I can just fill that myself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, damn, that's, that's hardcore. It is hardcore. So then you see how important it is to get all this stuff done. Do your work because then it bleeds into your spirituality. It, ble- it, bleeds, it bleeds into what? Like the ancestors are trying to tell you that you don't know if it's that or if it's your wound talking. Yeah, that you don't know if you've been projecting or... Well, I don't know. I feel like you do know. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but like if you're not... Like if you're just getting started and then you're just doing that, it, it's hard. Yeah. Because oh, you yeah. don't... You can't di- differentiate the voices yet, right? Oh, yeah. In the beginning, I... Oh, my God. I do remember. In the beginning of my spiritual journey, super ego, super... Oh, my God. Hold my fucking way in there. I said, bitch, look at this. <laughs> it was just really hard, bro. <laughs> it was so hard. Those ego deaths. And death in quotation, because, again, I don't believe that the ego truly dies. Mm-hmm. Um, you just settle it. You just settle it. You just balance it. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. Damn, I was... I still saw a tweet that was talking super different. <laughs> It was talking about NPR, NPRs, talking about NCPs. What were they called? What are they called? NCPs. Like, I don't know if it's NCPs, but basically, like, people that are just vessels. People, well, not mm, oh. People that are, like, controlled by the system. Like, oh. the Matrix, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah. Have you noticed that, like, what did you say? They're controlled by the matrix. Okay. So you know those people. Have you noticed that, like, when you go into the store, it's empty, and then all of a sudden it's full? Yeah. You go onto the highway, there's nobody, and then all of a sudden it's full. Yeah, I don't know about that though. No. I don't know about that. I don't know. I haven't sat with that. No, I will. No. I mean, this, this is the second time it's come up today. I brought it up, but I don't know because then it's like, but I am everything. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, I do think that there are people that are so sucked into the matrix that they might as well like not be real. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're not real. Mm-hmm. But they're just so sucked into. They're their, so their, sucked into it. What is it? They're what are they called? Humanity. Sim. They're the sim. sim. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I don't think that that makes them not real. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so this yeah. attachment and this connection, and then that attachment becomes addictive. Yeah, because then that's what you. So, like, in, in your, like, for your example, with your abandonment issues. Why my example? Why not your example? Because you're being very vulnerable today, so we're going for it. We're going for it. Yeah. So. Don't, don't be fooled, though, because this is the shit that I'm comfy exactly, about. Like, exactly. this is, like, the shit that I've already processed. And that's okay. That is okay. Because ask me how I am, and then I'm going to run. <laughs> <laughs> we're not asking. We're not asking. <laughs> Okay, fine. My example. So for me, it was <laughs> yeah, because you can't speak on my experience. I was gonna give you an example and ask, but fine. Okay, go. No, so for my ask. on my perspective, <laughs> you know, I had my abandonment issues. So very similar, our abandonment issues, mine and yours. And then I went and create. I had this attachment. Well, no, with my parents, I think I didn't have an attachment with either or. Ooh, let's unpack that. 
shit. Okay, so abandonment issues, why? Because they were never there. Okay. So my my parents were never there, but then emotionally, I, there was no emotional attachment so it was both either. Physical, right? And emotional. Oh, and it's even worse, I think, because when I was born, I was born really sick, and so I was like in an incubator for months, and they said that it was gonna be a miracle if I would if I would live. So then I didn't create that connection mm-hmm. with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. first. So then I didn't. I don't think I touched them until I was like, they didn't touch me until I was like three or four months. Damn. If that, yeah. But so then we didn't create that. So then I don't. I don't have. So imagine I'm a Sagittarius and I don't have that connection with them. So that's why it's so easy for me to cut them off. Yeah. And so you're, yes, as well as your, your South Node is a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, your South Node is in Capricorn. So uh, your South Node being your karma. Mm-hmm. So things that you have to let go of. And remember, we talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we talked about it. Okay. Because that, so then your Dharma, which would be the opposite of Capricorn, I don't remember. I think it's like cancer or something. So you have to let go of the um, lack of emotions and you have to be more vulnerable and you have to step into your divine feminine and your creativity and your vulnerability. Right, right, right. <clears throat> which would just feed into the... Which, but see, it's just a lot of work because yeah. I, I never had that, right? Yeah. So I never had that. So then I just went into this relationship with the same non-attachment. No, it is a super attachment, but non-emotional. You know what I mean? Like, no. Mm. Because I I found the same thing that I got with my parents, right? Mm -hmm. Which was no emotional attachment, I guess. Mm. Am I saying that right? So let me explain my experience then. So, because again... I had a both so my dad was just not physically here you were mm-hmm. not emotionally there so mm-hmm. I have that both okay. mm-hmm. but then I would so my abandonment wound was okay I have to do everything I have to for you well for both of you guys it was this because your dad was there but he was always in and out in and out in right and out. right so always afraid that they would leave so mm-hmm. I would be super Right. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Clingy, needy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I wasn't unemotional. Like, there wasn't an emotional attachment. I feel like there was an emotional attachment, pero a fuerzas. Like, I was, like, forcing it. You, you made know it. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made it. And then that's where mm-hmm. the illusion comes in. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there was an emotional when attachment. Mm-hmm. When I was little, I mean, a year ago. Two, two fucking years ago. Oh, That, yeah. too. Okay. So, shoot, I was operating from this emotional attachment and... Everywhere, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to look at it everywhere, everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. Because I was operating from that trauma wound mm-hmm. of, okay, I can't be loved or I'm going to be loved temporarily or they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. I can't stand I have to attach. Phone. I have to be so needy. I have to be like this. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's not that I felt like I had to, but I felt like if I couldn't, and that's where mm-hmm. my sense of control comes in too, that if I cannot, if I let go, you're going to go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that you, I don't let go. Mm-hmm. And so then it, it was an emotional attachment, but because I was, I oh, was okay. the emotional one. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they were. Honestly, right. it didn't matter. And mm-hmm. then we can look at romantic relationships mm-hmm. too. It doesn't matter or it didn't matter who the person was, as long as you fit the role. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming in trying to fit the role, not even that they're trying to, but if you're coming in and trying to talk to me romantically, then in my head, you fit the role. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make you fit the role. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to emo- attach myself to all these illusions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to attach myself to all these expectations mm-hmm. to the role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. So like, too, whenever my dad would come back, mm-hmm. 
you fit the role. You're my dad. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to attach myself to it, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to be surprised when <laughs> <laughs> you when do he... the same shit. And then when he left, it'd be so surprised. So surprised, bro. So surprised. <laughs> um, and you know it's me. <laughs> okay, fine. We both be so surprised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's because it's the. It's, it's not this, even. This, it was this endless cycle. Mm-hmm. Endless cycle. Mm-hmm. Because we mm-hmm. attach ourselves to the illusion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because we become, and then we become emotional. Mm-hmm. We have that relationship emotionally mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it now, but it's mm-hmm. all in our fucking. It's all okay. So it's it perfect. Same thing with me. Then it was okay. all in my head. Yeah, it was all in my fantasy. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, Lola, are you No. Oh, okay. My eyes are sputtering. they're just sweating Um, yeah these attachments are vicious and then it becomes an addiction right we talked about it oh my god and then I was reading something like um, it becomes such an addiction and and when you include all this trauma all this this narcissist all that stuff it creates it fucks your brain up so bad yeah so bad yeah so it's like that's why these individuals even anybody who was in any kind of emotionally abusive relationship emotionally physically whatever it's like you would start with this beautiful honeymoon period the cycle of abuse and then you know things start getting a little bad then you're walking on eggshells then the abuse boom happens everything goes to hell then you're picking up the pieces and then again the honeymoon period so it's this cycle. That's the cycle of abuse, and it keeps happening over and over and over and, and over. And it totally again. is a dopamine hit. Oh my god! And then for oh people who are operating from these abandonment wounds, it's like, oh my god, we were so good, and now it's all my fault. Mm-hmm. Let me make it better. Mm-hmm. And then you make it better, and then mm-hmm. it happens again, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my god, you can't leave. And mm-hmm. this is the same cycle mm-hmm. in ro- if you find yourself in that romantic uh, relationship that's like that. Well, it, where does it come from, right? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't. It, this. It didn't stem from there. It didn't right. come from there. Oh my God, no. For me, I remember this cycle. And that's when, like, I think I put it together with my therapist or when I was reading something. I don't know. A couple years ago, I figured it out, though. It's like, I remember my sister and I, you know, we'd be all at home. Then my mom would come home and we'd be, like, running, you know, just tiptoeing on eggshells always around her. Mm-hmm. And then the shit, shit would hit the fan. Everything would, you know, go to hell. And then everything would be happy again. She'd be nice. She'd be cooking. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, and then the pressure would start mounting again. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this cycle. Yeah. Always with that. Yeah. Always. I remember that too. Constant uh, cycle. On my end. Yeah. And then you go and you find it and it becomes very mm-hmm. familiar. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh mm-hmm. my God. Okay. And then we go back to the addiction part. Damn, they keep bringing it up and mm-hmm. then I can't. Anyways. So then you end it or you leave. But you are literally, sorry, you're literally addicted you to are. that. You're addicted to that yeah. that dope, that high, the, oh my God, it's a beautiful honeymoon period. Then it, yeah, then it's horrible. But then you're like, oh no, but it gets, gets better. It gets better. Yeah. Then it comes back up. So you're addicted to yeah. that cycle. Over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. And not just because of that relationship, but because of the childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then you find yourself in the same relationships over and over and, and over again. If you don't do your work. If, if you, you don't, don't do your work. shadow work. Right, exactly. But it takes, it's so hard. You have to literally get out of these relationships. And you're, you have to be by yourself and do this work because then you attract that same people. Mm-hmm. You go and look for that, those same mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You, you can't just be jumping from one relationship to, to the another. other, to the other, to the other, right. without doing your work. Yeah, and yeah, that's why, fuck, man. It's always, we always preach be by yourself, be by yeah. yourself, be by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's hard. Yeah. Yes, it fucking hard. sucks. <laughs> oh, but then fuck you yeah. get out of it, and 
the world changes. You are literally reprogramming your brain. That's yeah. how hard it is. Reprogramming. And your that's brain. how rewarding it yes. fucking it is. Yes. yes. Because then you feel free. And it's just crazy because, like, we we're talking about this in the last podcast. I don't remember a lot of things. Mm. I don't remember a lot of things, but that's also because of the trauma, right? That that I was so in in that cycle, right? Walking on those eggshells that I don't remember a lot of things. So then now it's like being present, like actually being a part of the play, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so it's just cool too. It sucks because I don't remember a lot of stuff, but it's so awesome to be awake now. Yeah, That's and I, I feel like the more that you meditate, the more you can ask them, okay, tell me about it. Do tell I really want to know though? Oh, I mean, I think at one point you will be able, yeah. you will want I just, to. It just sucks, I don't want to. <clears throat> okay. I don't want to right now. Okay, and that's fine. That's totally fine. But yeah, once you wake up, mm -hmm. it's just, you feel alive. Mm -hmm. You feel yeah. connected to everything. And it's like you finally understand what people are saying when it's like, oh, I'm connected to everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's crazy. It's those simple little things, guys. It's like, and I think one of the things you noticed that you would always tell me is like, driving without a GPS. Yeah. Oh, my God. Being able to, like, I know where I'm at, right? I know where I'm going. But just being able to drive without a GPS is huge. Yeah. Huge. It's really cool. <laughs> and the reason rewarding, it's, gross. Yeah, the reason it's such a big accomplishment is because when you're in these trauma cycles, when you're in this trauma and this abuse and this emotional captivity, whatever, you're so wrapped up in your anxiety that you're so either, you know, in your head about the future, in your head mm -hmm. about the past, that you're not in the present. Mm -hmm. So then you literally cannot get out of your head enough to drive somewhere, mm -hmm. to go somewhere without right. it telling you where to go. Right. And attachment comes from your mind yeah attachment is operating from your mind operating mm -hmm. from the trauma it's right? an addiction is literally it's chemical it's mm. chemical based mm -hmm. it's the body it's what your brain yeah. is used to it's what you're feeding it right because yeah. yeah you're not doing drugs you're not drinking alcohol or, or you might be too but it's the hormones and that releases all the hormones are released into your body that your brain and your body become addicted to yeah like addicted oh my god which is real i don't know if i've ever been uh addicted what? to like alcohol or weed because when I wanted to stop I stopped but during that time but you were that because time, that's the only way you mm -hmm. can function yeah I said, oh my god I, I shared a tweet with my mom and I thought it was so fucking funny but she didn't laugh that said addiction really runs in the family or like addiction really is hereditary because I have a taste of alcohol and I tell my friends oh my god that's so cool we should do it every day for the rest of our lives <laughs> Because I was never a drinker, mm. like, in high school and stuff. Like, I didn't see, like, I just wasn't into it. You were a weeder? I, I was, was a pothead, 100%, because that mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so then... But you know, it's like, the weed is so, what it does to your brain, it, it stops it from thinking, the anxiety, right? Uh -huh. So then that's why it's so good. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why you loved it so much, because you got out of your head you yeah. stop thinking i stopped thinking which mm -hmm. alcohol does that too alcohol is different though it well for me it would do it different you it i don't know it numbs, <laughs> i guess alcohol so numbs you in a different way my mom likes the alcohol just so that you guys can know where she's <laughs> I just coming from all, guys. <laughs> okay. no i don't smoke weed because and i did this a i decided this a long time ago i was like so I come from a family of addicts, right? My my dad's an alcoholic, yeah, and yeah. he doesn't drink anymore. That's why the tweet hit, by the way. Yeah, that's why I'm like. <laughs> so and it was funny for me, but I don't, why wasn't it funny for you? Because it was true. <laughs> it's so fucking true. Like, 
But it's like, yeah, it's true, but we're not addicted to anything. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but it's not like... I don't think it's funny. You guys are hit home too soon. Okay. So my dad's alcoholic. We, he stopped drinking a long time ago, but you know, once they say once an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. But um, anyway, so I always grew up knowing that we had that addictive personality, and that's the way I am. I, I get into something and I can't stop. All, like even when I was younger with Sims, oh my god, I was always playing freaking Sims. Like Actually, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and for me, that's the addiction. Food. Oh my god, I got I was so addicted mm. to food at one point, and then I tried weed when I was in my early twenties, and I just loved it. I loved your early twenties. Yeah, I didn't get high till I was like <laughs> doing some other stuff when I was little. And at that point, I just loved how I didn't think, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh your my early god, twenties. Oh yeah, was like twenty twenty one. Yeah, what did you do before that? Drink? I don't know. We'll drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so I tried this and I was like, oh my God, I absolutely <laughs> love this. I can never do it again because so I would maybe smoke once or twice, but it wasn't. I, I stopped because I knew I loved it so much mm-hmm. that I couldn't do it. Because yeah. then I would either I'd go from zero to 100. That's my yeah. personality. Zero to 100. Yeah. That's all Is I Okay, that was probably the trauma. Yeah, that's the trauma. Yeah. That's okay, so that's at that. So at that point, a hundred percent, I was zero to one hundred. Right. So then that's why I never ever did it. I could do it occasionally, but no. And then, but then alcohol, that was just socially. But I remember oh, when I was younger, when I was in my twenties, that I would drink. I would just get into this. I would I would turn into like the Hulk, like crazy psycho. Operating I was your trauma. A fucking mess. Damn. Fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god because you only what it gave you the opportunity to let it all out i guess it was crazy Jeez. crazy yeah yeah damn i know for me it just like like that like oh yeah well, well now in my 30s yeah <laughs> so you're an angry drunk no but I, in my 20s i was an angry <laughs> drunk in my 30s i was a happy drunk and now in my 40s i don't know i don't drink enough don't to drink. know yeah <clears throat> yeah i just don't like i went out a couple weeks ago and i only had like it was all night. It was you like drank? From, I drank. You said that you didn't drink. I told you I would drink. No, you didn't! I told you I would drink. I don't care. It was like from 5 to and I got home like at 1. But from 5 to 1, I had 3 drinks. Damn! Yeah. Yeah. So. So anyways, yeah, and I was t- talking to you about that addiction too. That's like, well, now you're a fucking prisoner to that mentality. The 0 mm-hmm. to 100, the right. black and white. Because right. I don't think it has to be like that. And, I, and you experienced right, that. Yeah, right now. with the You went out and you had a few drinks and you were chill. And I was chill. I was so That's chill. the same thing with weed. But it's insane though. Right. But it's so crazy because it's like I went out with people. Or sorry, with smoking. Fuck. Bro. I went out with people that I, I went out with my past life, right? They just kept making comments about how, oh my God, you're not no fun anymore. Oh my God, you're not drinking anymore. You're not. So it's like these comments. Mm-hmm. But so then at one point I was like, you know what? That's the, that was another me. That was another version of me. This is this version now. So, mm-hmm. But we're in this transition. And too, I mean, this. I feel like that's how people are because dad was telling me some shit about it too. He told me that he had stopped drinking too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, really good. Out, so good, right? So good. I'm so proud so of him. So good. And that he went out with his, to like the game and mm-hmm. that everyone was saying shit. So it's like, it's so interesting that alcohol so, is so socially Oh acceptable. my god. And especially it, in fucking Mexican oh, parties. Oh, especially. And so then I wasn't Bro, drinking and everybody. Bro, you can be fucking black the fuck out and it's super and it's casual. So, isn't it? Oh. No, and literally I wasn't drinking. They gave me drinks. That, that That's how far. And I'm like, God. So yeah, I did That's all you had to do? get drinks to say oh I don't I'm not drinking yeah and that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> damn like, but I still didn't like I don't know damn that's crazy mm-hmm. 
That is, but that, I'm proud of you, dude. That's good. Oh, you guys. Yeah. But going back, oh my God, the Latino Latino culture, especially in the Mexican families, it's so normal to be fucking drunk all the time. So It's normal. like, come on, if you think about it, little one-year-old, two-year-old birthday parties, why, when did we say it, be, it became acceptable to be fucking drunk? When we decided not to live our true lives and just fucking live in this give toxicity. into this matrix ass fucking world and sell our souls that every day we wake up devil. in this fucking suffering. Damn. And never heal our traumas and just want to leave. Isn't that crazy? But you're stuck. Damn. And then the so generational that, no, it, trauma just Yeah, passes. it just keeps happening. Because I remember one of the other times that I was separated from your dad and we were like separated for a long time. I literally drank Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Sometimes even Wednesday. I would go buy a bottle every day, like wine. Yeah, that's how I got through it. So that's why this time I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to do my work. Because then last time I didn't do it and I ended up in the same same. cycle. And that's why this time that was my main goal. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. That was my number one. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to go out. I remember when I started drinking, I had... I think I was living in the car already, mm-hmm. or where I was about to, or some shit. Mm-hmm. But we went out and we got a bottle, and I tried it, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this is so cool!" Oh, because again, I hadn't drank. I never. Yeah, because you weren't a drinker. No, and then after that, I was drinking. Because then, when we got back together, we didn't really have alcohol. Yeah, because we didn't really drink when we were. I didn't really. There wasn't when you were growing up. Oh, honey, I forgot the wine. But I never drink yeah. wine. You don't have a glass or tipsy. yeah. You don't have a glass or two. Yeah, but I was drinking. There. I guess. Damn. Oh my god, I was actually drinking senior year. Senior year, you were a with, mess with you. Okay, first of all, hold up, hold up, hold up. Not like mm. an not like a. Okay, yes, I was a mess, but not. Not, no, you were still super keeping it together. Super. Segundo, what, yeah. I was, uh, what yeah. society expected of you. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, just with alcohol, I had never, I don't know, it just never was. It wasn't your choice of yeah. drugs. But I was drinking. Damn, I, w- I really was drinking. Yeah, I drink my wine. Yeah, I would drink with you. Yeah. And I don't what know why. Not with you, but I would drink, like, mm, maybe here and there with you. But I would always, senior year mm-hmm. of high school, mm-hmm. or unless it was freshman year, I think it was it's freshman, probably freshman year, year. Mm-hmm. of college, that I, yeah. every night, would have like a little wine. Oh, I remember you would, because at that point I'd be like, it was so good. But I, not to like the point to like get drunk or anything. Yeah. Just that, that first time, mm-hmm. not the first time, but the first time was like to get drunk, and I was like, wow. So it was more about the drunk. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I could do this I every day, yeah. and I really wanted to, oh my and God. I really tried, yeah. and I really Damn. Um, every day too? No, not every day. But well, not every day. I think every day until the bottle was done. Uh-huh. But, like to go out. So like it Damn. was just Friday, sa- Saturday, Sunday, tipo. And then Damn, been there. Okay. But sorry. it was more weed though. So like yeah. that's the thing too. Like it was fun, but if I'm not going to go out, then mm-hmm. I don't want to. Right. If I'm not going to have Oh like, no, for me it was like I just would buy the small bottles and I would have one while I cooked, I had one for dinner, I had one for bed, and I was fine. Mm. Right? Because that's how m- much my tolerance was. Damn. It was like, yeah. So that's me with wheat. Or was mm-hmm. with wheat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't feel it. I would need to buy the double one. The big one. <gasps> Whoa, bro! I know, I know, Whoa! I yeah. So see that joke? That's why I was like, ah, it was no. real. Funny. No. Yeah. 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 I 
feel you. I mean, but it was real for me too. Yeah. But I feel like there's still some things. And I mean, I brought it up briefly. This is the second time they brought it up. So there's still some more healing to do in that area. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> so this is why that, this is the hard part. But I think the drinking also comes hand in hand with, like you said, it, it, you're not happy in your reality. So you choose to escape. And right. to numb. Oh my right. god, to numb. To numb. That part. <sighs> that part. Damn. That's real. And I think now I just make it a point to myself also that, you know what, I don't need to and I can feel and I want to feel all this shit. Good, bad, ugly, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I want to feel uh-huh. that. So that's why I don't drink now. And then also it doesn't give me that joy anymore, right? Yeah. It doesn't, I don't, yeah. I don't find the attractiveness in it. And also too, I don't need the calories. Yeah. I love weed. I love weed so much. Um, But I'm just afraid. The last time I smoked, I got super anxious. Um, It's been a while, though. It's been a while. But I feel like I got anxious, too, because I hadn't processed a lot of the trauma embedded into my relationship with weed. But, yeah, I miss it. <laughs> I really love it. I mm-hmm. really, really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, you gotta think about it now. I think it's different because like, that's how I feel with my wine. Oh my god, I love it. Mm-hmm. But now it's not the same anymore. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah. But you still have the. It's so interesting. I don't know because I still like sometimes like wow. What if I just like go? Uh, sorry, I don't. I don't know if I can be saying this stuff. Please smoke. Yeah, what if I just go smoke? Mm -hmm. Like how, like I still want to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is really interesting because Mm. with with like, and it's not that I find myself wanting to do it in um, like moments of crisis Mm -hmm. because I actually don't. Mm -hmm. I know I'm like, all I need to stay the fuck away actually. But I think that's where the addiction comes in, that your body feels, remembers how it felt and you want to feel that way. No, because yeah. it's not necessarily how it felt. I think it's just too, like, the before. I think it's too, like, the... I love... First of all, okay, I think the background is very important. I grew up in the mm-hmm. era... Well, super... Smoking was very romanticized. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily weed, but it's just smoking. Smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, a, you smoked. Mm-hmm. I saw you smoke. I watched a lot of TVs and movies mm-hmm. with, like... That was super mm-hmm. romanticized. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a part of me really wants that. She's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I really, I really want to look <laughs> cool. I want to really be in that. I don't know. I think I have to... Because it's... Wouldn't you say that if I wanted to go numb, then I would want it more when I was in moments of crisis? No, because I think it's just the addiction part of it. Because I obviously, too, I always... It's not that I crave it, but I do remember that... I was like, oh, you know, that just felt so cool, you know, like cool in the sense of like, yeah, yeah. you know, drinking it, like blah, blah, blah. So it just, I think the body just remembers and it's part of addiction that your body remembers, your brain remembers and it just takes, yeah, I don't know. Well, what if it's just that me and weed have a beautiful connection, not attachment, connection. It's like hearts, our hearts. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no. Anyways, um... But yeah, going back to feeling those hard moments, uh, I yeah, I resonated with that. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I do, mm-hmm. I want to feel it. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, it feels really rough, but then still sitting with it, 
is different. It's mm-hmm. a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that oh my it's God. liberating yeah. in that. Because it's like, wow, I yeah. can feel this. Oh my God, yeah. Because I remember the second time through my divorce, the second time. Um, <laughs> the second divorce. Official one. But, well, yeah, this was the official one. The other one. Okay, girl. One of the millions. This last one. <clears throat> it was just so different because... But then I was numb in a different way because I was so depressed, mm-hmm. right? But then I was actually feeling it. Mm-hmm. And so I think I feel... I, I feel like I actually processed everything mm-hmm. because that other time... All I was doing was drinking and going out, so I didn't process shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel shit. Mm-hmm. So then I just, everything just stayed in there. Everything just, I don't know, such a mess. But so then this last time I just processed so much stuff, felt so much stuff, but but my body I think literally couldn't handle it. Literally couldn't handle it. <clears throat> yeah. And so I think now... Because everything came up. Everything came up. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then with therapy, like... Everything came up, all the childhood stuff and Yeah. Woo. So do your body ther- really Hey, do your therapy young guys. Yeah, do your th- Oh. Cause you bounce back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's not that much stuff that's not that much. Up. Yeah. <clears throat> that's so true. That is so true. Because I think you get and we talk about this in spiritual practice too, that you get to a point where your your mind can't comprehend some shit and so you freaking black out, right? Yeah. And so then I feel like you I forget. I feel like that's how I was for a long time. Yeah. A long time. So yeah, so now I'm just living my life, experiencing every moment. Every emotion, good and bad, yeah. which is yeah. part of the human experience, mm-hmm. experience, which is why we come down. Mm-hmm. And okay, so addiction or attachment slash addiction is that um, it's your mind, and whereas connection is your heart, your body, mm-hmm. your being. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost as if it's all of it. It's your mind, body, and spirit working together. Oh my God, it's like that beautiful connection me and Lola have right now with that beautiful bean and corn salad we just made. I know. Oh, what is, what is that? Uh, so freaking good. Uh, get it. It's so get good. It. Get so it. good. You're like... I know. I, I don't know. It's so good. Um, But yeah, so connection is more about in the moment. Yeah. Being present. And I think that once you are healthy, you can have those healthy relationships with that help those healthy connections with individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Romantically, platonically, friendships, whatever. But you have to be healthy, and and then yeah. let's say the other person isn't, but then you because you're healthy because you know who you are, you make those boundaries, and if they they um, accept those boundaries, then great, you guys can have a beautiful connection. But if mm-hmm. they don't support, they don't accept those boundaries and they keep crossing it then you just have to make a choice right 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 and I, then that's not gonna be mm-hmm. healthy for you yeah and i think you if you do your work right can come up to a good we'll just we'll see it clearly oh yeah you yeah I mean? and i think that's why when so many people are like oh my god but i can't leave i think but that you can. yeah once you get to this point where you know what a healthy connection needs to look like that's when you've set up your boundaries and when the other person keeps crossing them and does not what is the word doesn't support them doesn't does that doesn't respect them, respect them then that's that is your red flag yeah then that actually you need to learn that you yeah. need to make that decision yeah yeah that actually or works. stay until you're fucking tired which would be exactly right. the same thing you're tired right. that they keep disrespecting you right. you're tired that you keep finding yourself mm-hmm. in the same fucking spot mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yes connection because i feel like we're focusing really on the negative <laughs> so connection um so which i think is really really important to add is having peer connections um in whatever context mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. um again i don't just think that it 
this should be just for romantic relationships. Right. I think this is for every single it's all relationships, relationships in your relationships. life. Exactly, every relationship in your life. Have good connections with your coffee. People, but and right? being present. What are you talking? What? The good connection with your baristas. Oh, right? oh they yeah. make your coffee happy. Honestly, and then too, it's like, yeah, yeah that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, be present, and yeah. it's a it's a two way thing. It's not right. a one thing. Right. You know what I mean? It's a way when I'm like. I'm usually really good, but sometimes I'm like in a bad mood and I walk over to, there's this really cute little cafe that I, to get my coffee from and I walk over to get it and when I'm, usually I'm really present, but the other day I was all annoyed, I was just on my phone and you know, angrily. Uh-huh. And then they're like, hi Fatima, are you going to get your usual? And I'm like, hi! Yeah! <laughs> you know, so it was nice because it got me out of my head. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah! <laughs> nice. So it was cute, it was cute. Yeah. But those connections just can get you out of that yeah dark place yeah and i mean we're humans we mm-hmm. have this need to belong the sense of community mm-hmm. and the thing is too it doesn't necessarily always have to be with people it could mm-hmm. always be too with the universe with, with the your earth, pets with your pets mm-hmm. but in order to have those pure authentic genuine connections you have to be present yeah. and you have to allow your body to guide with your neighbor you, with your neighbor with, um did she tell you the story no. She was playing oh. on her skateboard. <laughs> yeah, she played on her skateboard. <laughs> and she fell, and the little neighbor's like, You okay? <laughs> Look, he's so sweet. Being present, you know, okay? And yeah. being able to connect. And, oh, yeah, and releasing expectations oh my God, and letting go of illusions. Word. Like, assumptions. If, assumptions, everything, everything. Just be present. Yeah, read the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And surrender. Go meditate. Just flow. Just flow. Go journal. Go ask yourself, ask yourself, what is your relationship with connection? And what is your relationship with attachment? Go hug a tree. Literally. And don't expect the tree to save you. Exactly. Just be in, be present with the yeah. tree. Nobody can save yourself. That sounds absurd, yourself. right? But then you go and meet people <clears throat> and you expect them to save you. Right. You expect them to love you when you don't even love yourself. Oof, that part. Damn. So don't have those expectations. Love yourself first. <laughs> Love yourself. Connect first. with yourself. Surrender. Know what you want. Mm-hmm. Shadow work. Ashe. Ashe. Cool. All right. Bye. <sighs> that, was that was fun, guys. This was a lot. This was heavy. If you guys need to reach out um, to us, send us a DM. But meditate, process, you got this. journal. I believe in you. Decompress. Yeah. Proud Ashe. of you for all the steps you are taking. Ashe. Ashe. All right. Have a good day. Ciao. Ashe. <laughs>